1: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey there, welcome to the COB. It is the 21st of September. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scutt. As usual, all things are right in the world again. Scotty, how was your day?
0: It's good. I'm actually pleased to be at work, to be honest. Uh, I've been MIA the last couple of podcasts, so it's nice to be back. Although I did miss the, uh, the wine on Friday afternoons. I'm a bit, uh, a bit gutted about that.
1: <laughs> I knew you'd pick up on that one. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The local market uh, finishing the day into the red. In fact, uh, if not at the lows of the day, just off the lows of the day, down by 7 tenths of 1%. We'll get there in just a minute. In late breaking news in this Australian session, we have learned that Trevor Milton, so the face of Nicola, has resigned. I've been on Twitter, as you do, Scuddy. We've got a couple of hashtags trending. We've got... um, yeah, obviously, Nicola itself, you've got hashtag Nicola Gate. You've got a letter being posted by Trevor uh, Milton to his, well, his fans. He says, signs the letter saying, your greatest fan, um, saying that, look, he just doesn't want to be a distraction from the good work that the company is doing. But uh, what a drama is unfolding with Nicola being under the watch of the SEC.
0: Yeah, some pretty serious allegations labeled at that particular company. And uh, this just adds to the intrigue. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with the share price reaction tonight. I dare say that probably won't be good, but uh, you know, it's volatile at the best of times. But you no, know, obviously a lot of people were looking at that particular company and maybe going across similar uh, spaces in other, uh, other auto manufacturers uh, and labeling accusations. So. Definitely want to go keep an eye on. I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out. But uh, who would have thunk on a Monday afternoon? That's the kind of news we'll be talking about.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's just so interesting to be on Twitter and see the different types of reactions. You've got Fuel Cell India saying, is he having second thoughts about resigning? We sure hope so. Because it can become like a cult of personality, right? These people really who back the company really wholeheartedly and truly back the company. And then you've got others on there saying, you know, It's a fraud and he is a fraud and lamenting that he will still sail into the sunset a multi-billionaire. It doesn't seem like justice. So anyways, that story will evolve over the U.S. session. It it
0: is going to be fascinating. And the fact that GM is taking quite a sizable stake in that company, if it does, and I'm not obviously saying that it is, but if if it turns out to be a fraudulent company... What does that say about due diligence when it comes to GM? Now, so many different things to go and play out. I uh, know a lot of uh, no, lot of uncertainty still remains, but oh, what a story, amazing.
1: Yeah, we'll be following it. Okay, so sorry, I digress. Back to the local market, we saw the ASX 200 ending 42 points or 7 tenths of a percent lower, uh, the CHAX 200 moving right in tandem with that. We had mining tech and the banks weighing the most by percentage change energy was actually the stand up to the upside. Stand out to the upside, I should say. What were your sort of reflections on this Monday, Monday trading session, Scotty?
0: Week started and uh, there's a lot of concerns out there and I know the market's been able to go and palm them off for, uh, for quite a while, but uh, you know, looking at what's been happening in the United States in particular over the weekend, uh, Judge Ginsburg's unfortunate death uh, is going to go and uh, lead us to uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty hostile Uh, debate across so know the Republicans and Democrats when it comes to who should be appointed and how quickly an appointee should be made and when it comes to the Supreme Court in the United States uh, who potentially may be ruling on an election outcome in the uh, in less than a couple of months time Uh, so one of those things to keep an eye on and the election itself uh, there's lots of things to go and I know be cautious about and I just wonder whether we're coming to a seasonally weak period for US equity markets uh, whether there's a bit of concern, something going creepy in about what's, uh, what's been happening, what's actually underpinning these markets. Central banks seem to be, by and large, done when it comes to easing programs for the time being. Fiscal stimulus in the United States also looks to be a bit iffy. Uh, so. Definitely some uh, signs of caution creeping in. We saw US futures offer over half a percent in late trade here.
1: Yeah, okay. So we, um, it's a watching brief as always, but the election is sort of adding that layer of uncertainty over markets and the selling that we saw over the past trading week. Um, we are, of course, continuing to talk about stimulus. So we will continue to hear from central bankers through the overnight on that front in the US. And we'll also be hearing from Guy DeBelle here tomorrow um, obviously, RBA Assistant Governor, and uh, that happens around 10:30 local time. We'll actually endeavour to bring our our streaming audience some of that live as it happens. Uh, but Scotty, you know, it is what is in the toolbox. What, if anything, would the central bank be likely to deploy if they so desired? But you got to say that I'm not in any big rush to uh, to comment or to offer any. Any further detail are they?
0: Certainly not at this stage but the very fact of uh, Guided Bill talks about uh, various options tells you that that's potentially down the track so Uh, That will be enough to go give the market a sniff that there potentially may be some further easing ahead. Look, I I want to see the bank do more, but uh, anything additional that it does from here, I suspect it will be at the margin when it comes to actually supporting the broader economy. It really comes over to the fiscal side of the equation, in my opinion, to get get that done now.
1: Yeah, speaking of, um, we're talking more and more and more about the upcoming budget, just uh, two weeks to go. Uh, two weeks from now, we'll be on the eve of the federal budget that was, of course, delayed in this COVID environment. We spoke with Jeremy Thorpe from PreWC a little bit earlier on. He sort of agreed with your thinking when it comes to job seeker and extending that higher rate of payment for for how long, Scotty? I mean, how long do you think that that would be an option, or should be an option, or do you think it should be something that perhaps the new start payment is uh, needs to be lifted in perpetuity?
0: Look, it could be perpetuity, to be honest, and but I want to go and have conditions attached. I don't just want people to get more than what was previously the case. I think everyone out there agrees that start was a pretty low Haltry, figure. Yeah. Uh, and very, very difficult for people to live on, particularly in the big cities, particularly in Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, but we know that uh, there's a need to go and support these people. Many people who just joined the, uh, the, the job seeker ranks uh, didn't have any choice in the matter. The one thing I'd like to go and see, though, is we go and offer a slightly higher rate uh, to go and obtain that payment, I'd like to see maybe with some conditions attached, like educational uh, side of things. So maybe some short courses, free short courses, to go and upskill the population when it comes to I know, areas where we're lacking skilled workers. Uh, we hear businesses bemoan the inability to go and attract people with the right skills. In my opinion, through all this turmoil, we've actually got an opportunity to go and upskill a great proportion of the uh, community in a relatively short period of time. We talk about acceleration of trends from COVID. Here's another opportunity you're going to go and do that. Uh, in the longer run, uh, yes, it's going to go and cost money in the short term. But you want to have a stronger economy longer term because that's what's going to get your budget repair and uh, and stronger economic conditions moving forward.
1: Look, it sounds great. Um, I think that extending the higher payment of job seeker is probably an easy, uh, uh, you know, a relatively easy thing to do. I, um, I just wonder how complicated it is when you talk about... Well, and like your optimism when it comes from not, uh, you know, wasting this crisis and upskilling people and retraining yeah. Australians. Oh, look,
0: the other option is that if people don't want to go and take up the opportunity to go and, uh, and take the advantage of education to go and get new skills, by means, the old rate is still there. I, I'm, I'm honest yeah, with that. Yeah. No, there's, there's an opportunity here. If you go and ask the vast majority of Australians who have been laid off work uh, are looking to go and get themselves a job get back on their feet. I think most of them would go and put their hand out and say, I would love the opportunity to go learn some skills to go and help improve my employment prospects moving forward. Well, yeah, I
1: hope so, especially because, you know, another theme that we continue to talk about is how this COVID crisis has accelerated trends. I'm not telling our listeners anything that they don't know, but, you know, there's a lot of reskilling that needs to happen to just take advantage of this seismic shift that's happened when it comes to digital technology, you know, everything from how we work to how we live has um, really been impacted and will be for a very long time from this crisis. Uh, listen, there were a few company stories out today speaking of um, shifts, shift in spending, stimulus, speaking of stimulus, talk about Harvey Norman, was one of the better performers today. Uh, again, lots of questions being asked about how long this sales surge can last for listed retailers. Here in Australia, we've rounded out the day speaking with Julia Lee. From Bourbon Invest. That uh, interview and a couple of her buy, hold, sell stock picks will be up on, um, on the website shortly if it's not already there. And now that we're on stock specifics again, let's talk stock of the day, shall we? One IAG. New, de- new, uh, new CEO. So, former deputy CEO Nick Hopkins, who's also the former CFO, is stepping up when Peter Harmer leaves his position after five years in the role. It was a stock of the day. Kashi's guests sat down to chew it over. Francesco Destratis from Minette starts this um, this review of IAG.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, they're experiencing issues with with COVID as well. Or, uh, you know, affordability concerns uh, on insurance. You know, a lot of people yeah. will tend to drop insurance when things get a bit tough. Um, and their their market share's is um, not as strong as it used to be as well. So so that's um, they're finding it tough then to put in put through premium increases to to make up. Uh, for those sort of margin pressures that they're experiencing, right. so look, I, I, it's starting to look interesting at these levels, and I, but I, I think you know a bit of a broader um, you know, market weakness might make it very interesting. Um, right. So we've got a hold, but with a definite watch okay. uh, to keep an eye on where it goes from here. But um, starting to look promising, I think, mm. from bottom okay. of the cycle investment. Uh, it's one to avoid at the moment, yep. and um, I think, um, as uh, Francesco said, there's margin pressure. And you got the new CEO coming in. Yeah. Um, you know he's um, he's the ex CFO. Well, he's CFO of the company for 12 yeah. years. Ex KPMG. One of the things I've learnt in over 30 years in the markets is you know don't try and pick the bottom. Right. Um, you wait for the signals to show you that the trend has changed. In this case, from from down to up, and there's no sign of that yet. David Novak from Wealthwise Education finishing the thoughts there on IAG. I don't think that's I don't think that's making it into the portfolio, is it?
0: No, and it's not making it to my hypothetical uh, hedge fund as well. <laughs> no, no short initiated, so uh, a hold and a sell there does not equate an outright uh, sell, but uh, wanted to go and keep an eye on there.
1: Okay, so that is um, a taste, I suppose, of what happened on AusBiz today. We also had a really, or you did, had a good chat with a small cap gas producer. Pretty good share price performance for Comet Ridge today after it won a tender for two gas blocks in Queensland.
0: I wish I could go and talk you through it, but I was actually oh, <laughs> privileged. No. Of, I wasn't privileged to <laughs> that conversation, but it was great. <laughs> well, Ingr- we'll
1: both go and listen to that interview in much exactly detail right. in just Ingr- a moment, and you can do so via the show notes as well. Dropping you in it, Scuddy. What would a day be without doing that at least once? My apologies. Imutemp, Temp, I-M-M, a ticker code cancer immunotherapy uh, treatment developer, boy, that's a mouthful, up um, yes, significantly over the past couple of trading days on trial data. So this is one of those you know, biotechs, uh, medtech companies where you really have to be a believer as a, as a shareholder, but every once in a while you reach these milestones that, that give some fuel to the fire.
0: Absolutely, so I had a big share price reaction. The share price came off a little bit, but i as someone who's got an autoimmune disease myself, these kind of companies are always of interest uh, where the technology is taking us. I think you'll we'll see an advancement, acceleration of uh, no interest in this area, given what's been happening this year with COVID.
1: Okay, there's plenty of interviews available via the newsletter, but mostly on the app and the website. We had a great roundup of guests today. So I do hope you take a moment to seek out some of those um, really great interviews. So I mentioned it's the RBA Deputy Governor tomorrow that's really going to pull a lot of focus, but we do have weekly payroll jobs and wages down at 11.30. Scotty, what will you be watching out for? Uh,
0: the uh, upward revision that always occurs in the data every, every time the ABS releases, but uh, looking for trends outside of Victoria. I you know Victoria is going to be uh, no, a bit of a laggard for the time being, given the lockdown situation there, but uh, I'm interested in what's going on in New South Wales. Not only is it my own state, but uh, it's such a key part of the, uh, the broader economy. And just looking at the trends in the other capitals as well uh, to get a sense of how we're faring there. We're seeing some pretty strong performances in the likes of WA uh, and other parts of the country that have handled the, uh, the virus better and uh, not any, having uh, any cases for a while, just to see whether we've got an actual return to uh, pre-COVID conditions, which would be a remarkable achievement and something that uh, very few places around the world have had uh, an opportunity to do so, so far.
1: Um, we've got a great roundup of guests again tomorrow. No big surprise, it shouldn't be a surprise. We started off in the morning. Um, we'll be speaking with Tai Hui, Chief Market Strategist at JP Morgan in Australia. We will be following it up with Andrew McQueen, he is from gci australia first time on the program really looking forward to that one um, very good pedigree we will be talking to us about opportunities in fixed income in bonds all up your alley there Scotty. did like that it. one for
0: you for anyone out there she's just looking straight at me like i've got to go and prepare all the questions but anyway
1: as if give me <laughs> a break okay uh, let's get to later in the day we've got 240 uh, mitchell stevens and declan conlin uh, founders of Wage Tap, and uh, we'll round out the day at 4 p.m. with Martin Krabs, CIO of Shaw and Partners. Uh, that one will be good as always. Yeah, fan
0: favorite Krabby, so I'm looking forward to having a chat to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'll go and prep for that interview. Don't worry about it, Scuddy. Yeah, as over, per I mean, usual.
0: Over to you. Yeah, as,
1: as per usual. Duration <laughs>
0: risk. We'll go get all into it. Excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for today. I look forward to, uh, yeah, doing it all again with you tomorrow, Scuddy.
0: Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Fixed come all the way. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye.